Do you recognize that? Yes, it's the 12 days of Christmas. And we're going to be taking a look at that on Law and Gospel on this first live broadcast of 2019, Friday, January the 4th. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and I had hoped to be in there yesterday, but circumstances made it difficult. So this is our first broadcast, and beginning next Monday, we'll continue God willing, with our regular programming, looking at the readings of Epiphany on Monday, the hymn set for the Epiphany season, then a Bible study on Wednesday for congregations, Thursday we'll have Rumination Thursday, the Bible study on uh, Wednesday will be for congregations who are gathered together. On Tuesday, we got Mark Smith. Thursday, we got Wes Reimnitz. And then an open mic Friday. Normally, Friday is open mic, but we're not going to take calls today because we've been uh, celebrating the 12 days of Christmas here on KFUO. And either I had forgotten, my wife said we had a Christmas card explaining the 12 days of Christmas. But I got another sheet, and it was very interesting to read what the 12 days of Christmas are about. Now, not everyone will agree with this, but the item that I received indicated that what do leaping lords, French hens, swimming swans, and the partridge, what has that got to do with Christmas? Well, here's what this says. From 1558 until 1829, Roman Catholics in England were not permitted to practice their faith openly. And this particular article indicates that someone during that era wrote this carol as a catechism song for young Roman Catholics. And therefore, it has two levels of meaning. The surface meaning and that would be the partridge, the turtle doves, the French hens. But then there's a hidden meaning known only to members of the church. In other words, each element in the carol has a code word for a religious reality which the children could remember, the 12 days of Christmas. So we're going to kind of go through that right now. And if you haven't heard this before... Uh, We pray that this will be helpful to you. If we have time at the end, we'll play it uh, entirely so you'll have an understanding of what the 12 days of Christmas are all about. Who do you think is represented by the partridge in a pear tree? Now, the article that I'm looking at, and there are different interpretations, but this one says that was Jesus Christ. So every time you hear about the partridge, it's all about Jesus. That's very good because the whole Bible is all about Jesus. He's in every passage of the Bible somewhere. And I remember when I used to give Sunday school lessons to congregational members preparing to teach the children, I would make that point again and again. Okay, this may be about Well, let's say David and his sin with Bathsheba. Where's Jesus Christ in this? And until we could find Jesus Christ, 
we didn't really know the reason why that was in the Bible. Now, a lot of people will say, well, David and Bathsheba, that was clearly a story that we should not break the sixth commandment, fool around with other women when we're married, etc., or especially if they're married, and so forth. But Jesus does occur in that story, that true story. Uh, For example, when the prophet comes to David, he tells him a story about a individual who has a pet lamb and a rich man takes it and kills it to give food to one of his visitors rather than taking one of his own animals. And David says, bring that man here and I will put him to death. And then the prophet says, thou art the man. Because that's what David had done to the husband of Bathsheba. So what Where does Jesus come in? David then says, I have sinned against the Lord. That is true repentance. And the prophet says, don't worry, you will not die. In other words, your sin is forgiven. How does that occur? No prophet, no pastor has the power to forgive sins. But we have the authority to forgive sins in the stead, in the place of God himself. And we know, like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd that David wrote, that he was a believer, and therefore, because of his faith in the coming of Jesus Christ, the prophet was able to forgive his sins. There's Jesus in that forgiveness of sins. So, It's good to know that in the 12 Days of Christmas hymn, Jesus is at the forefront all the time. The partridge in a pear tree, Jesus Christ. Two turtle doves. Now, I could not remember this when we received it some years ago in a Christmas card, but what do you think two stands for? It stands for the Old and New Testaments. Now, one way to remember how many books, and I have said this a number of times, but in case you haven't heard it, add up the letters in Old, that's three, and Testament, that's nine, and put them side by side. And what do you get? 39. That's right. That's how many books are in the Old Testament. Similarly, with the New Testament, add up the number of letters in New and the number of letters in Testament, that's three and nine. But rather than putting them side by side, multiply three times nine. That's 27. That's correct. That's how many books are in the New Testament. So the two turtle doves stand for the Old and the New Testaments. Three French hens. Well, the scripture is very clear about faith hope, and love. Faith is trust in the promises of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Hope is our assurance that heaven is our home. And therefore, love is what we do in light of what Christ has done for us. We show love to one another. So three French hands, faith, hope, and love. Four calling birds. Now, think about that. 
calling. That means they have a voice. What are the four voices that we have in the New Testament? It's the four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The five golden rings. Now, just as the four calling birds are the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels, the five golden rings recall the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So, you got the four calling birds, the Gospels, the five golden rings, which are the books of Moses. The six geese Elaine. So, this meant that something was being born or created. Six. Well, you may have guessed it. The six geese Elaine stand for the six days of creation. You see, God didn't make the world in seven days. The seventh day, he rested. But in the first six days, just look at Genesis 1, and you'll see what he created in each of the six days of creation. He started on Sunday, and therefore the sixth day was Friday, and he rested on Saturday. And because he rested, that's where the ceremonial laws come in, that the Old Testament Israel would also rest on the sixth day. Now, once Christ came and fulfilled all of the ceremonial laws, there's no need that we follow any of the ceremonial laws. Seven swans a-swimming. Now, if you heard me on the book of Revelation, you may recall that the word number seven is kind of a code word for the Holy Spirit. And the seven swans represent the sevenfold gifts from the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, contribution, leadership, and mercy. What's mercy? Well, works of mercy. We see people in need, and we're only too happy to help them out. The eight maids a-milking. Now, that's one I couldn't quite figure out until I read what this says. But if you go to Matthew, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he has a number of what we call beatitudes. Blessed are those who are persecuted, Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Guess how many there are? Eight. Now, I assume, therefore, when the Roman Catholic children learned the 12 days of Christmas during this time when they were unable to practice their faith openly, that when they sang about the eight maids a-milking, they also memorized the eight Beatitudes that were the representative of the eight maids a milking. Nine ladies dancing. Now, dancing would be the result of being happy. And therefore, these are 
not the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but there are nine fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's found in the Bible. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, the ladies dancing, obviously from joy of hearing the gospel, namely the four calling birds and the five golden rings, guess what? They then produce the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The ten lords a-leaping. Now, just stop and think about it. What in the Bible do we begin with the word ten? And you may have guessed it. The ten lords a-leaping are the ten commandments. And they're found, of course, in the Old Testament. This is the moral law. The eleven pipers piping. Now, here again, we have sound and the number 11. Now, you may not guess that because if you think of what it represents, you think there were 12. And I'm talking about, of course, the apostles. But remember, how many of them remained faithful? Only 11. Judas, of course, well, he betrayed Jesus, sold him for coins, and then he put himself to death. So the 11 pipers piping stand for the 11 faithful disciples. Now, this next one I never realized, or couldn't remember it, the 12 drummers drumming. Even though Roman Catholics and Lutherans do disagree on some doctrines, such as Mary and purgatory and penance and things like that, I would say that 80% of what the Roman Catholic Church teaches, we agree with, including our creeds. There are three creeds that begin our confessions, the Book of Concord, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, and the Athanasian Creed. Guess what the 12 drummers drumming symbolize? They symbolize the 12 points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. There's three parts of the creed. I believe in God the Father. I believe in God the Son. I believe in God the Holy Spirit. And if you add up the items in each one, the total comes to 12. 12 points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. So I'm sure when the children were singing this, the 12 drummers drumming symbolized the 12 points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. Hopefully that was something they had memorized. Now, in Lutheran circles, this is also part of Luther's small catechism, but he does, does more than just put down the 12 beliefs. After each one, he says, what does this mean? And, and therefore, there's a meaning for us, like his descent into hell. The meaning is not that he died on the cross 
That wasn't the hell spoken of, but is descended to hell after he rose from the dead and proclaimed victory to those evil spirits who had died during the flood of Noah. Very, very important. Twelve points. So those are the 12 days of Christmas. And let me just quickly go through them and then I'll play it. Partridge, Jesus Christ. Two turtle doves, Old and New Testaments. Three French horns, hens, faith, hope, and love. Four calling birds, the four gospels. Five golden rings, the first five books of the Old Testament. Six geese laying, well, they're laying the six days of creation. Seven swans swimming, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Eight maids a milking, the eight beatitudes. Nine ladies dancing, the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit mentioned in the Bible. Ten lords a leaping, the Ten Commandments. Eleven pipers piping, the eleven faithful disciples. Twelve drummers drumming, the twelve points of belief in the Apostles' Creed. So there are many renditions of this, but we're going to be taking a look now at one of them that is popular that children are singing. The 12 Days of Christmas.
So that is the 12 days of Christmas. And we've been celebrating that on KFUO for 12 days. It begins on Christmas Day, December the 25th, to the 12th night, which is January 5th or 6th of Epiphany. And really shows that Jesus is the reason for the season. We, we could spend another hour on this hymn explaining how a partridge in a pear tree is Jesus Christ. Uh, pear trees were more popular in England at the time than the vine. But remember what Jesus says? I am the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. So Jesus is indeed the reason for the season. Now, maybe this time was a little quick for you and you weren't able to write all these down. I'm more than happy to send you a copy of what I had received. So if you're at all interested, just go to my email address, lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com and send this to me. I'll get it, Tom Baker. Indicate you would like to have a copy of the 12 Days of Christmas. And at no charge, I'll email it back to you. And beginning on Monday, which will be the completion, will be over the 12 Days of Christmas. We now start the Weeks of Epiphany. Uh, The word epiphany means appearance. And how do we know that Jesus is the Messiah who has come into the world? The answer is found in the epiphany season. Because Jesus begins to do things which are fulfillments of Old Testament prophecies regarding the coming of the Messiah. And we'll be looking at some of those. I kind of like epiphany as a season It gives a lot of opportunity to preach about Christ and the importance that he was and is as our Messiah. So, I hope you enjoyed this 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Tom Baker. We'll be back Monday to take a look at the readings for the following Sunday. We pray you'll have a wonderful worship service listening to Law & Gospel. God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.